Hey, thanks for joining me for a Meredith Monday, new week. I'm excited. Let's do this. Okay, so I'm sitting here after my preach on a Sunday, and usually I connect with Chris. We just couldn't quite land it this time. We got this really awkward little changeover, this one possibility of connecting uh, without time, schedules, and zones, and whatnot, and daylight savings just came along and wrecked all of that. So my apologies for the on and off there. Um, but we will hopefully be back next time. One of the deals with Chris for me is just I wanted to take the pressure off him, so I don't want to make it too intense. I realize he's uh, obviously leading the Glory Cloud stuff, so it's a real privilege to have him on when we do. Um, and so I'm just sort of going ahead, and we'll get him some Sundays, some all for you Mondays, and uh, and some Mondays it'll be just me. <laughs> Exciting. All right, so one of the things um, I thought we could do uh, and uh, by we, I mean me, and you can listen. <laughs> um, I just wanted to uh, keep going with this uh, frame, <clears throat> or at least client on multi-perspectivalism thing, because, um, you know, we've started it, and it's a quite a convoluted uh, process of thinking at some level. So I just want to make sure we don't lose it and let it grow too cold. So what I might do is just uh, make a little bit of progress on this this morning. Uh, you can get this on, um, where, where is it? Let me just open up the original here quick. Uh, MeredithKlein.com. Um, it's in under his uh, Klein's Works section in the webpage and articles and essays. And um, then you'll see one, Klein on multi-perspectivalism, if you did want to follow along with that. And it, it wasn't published, but it it's, um, it's really was a forerunner in some sense or was part of that movement that would eventually become, um, you know, the dis- or let, let me put it this way. It was part of the discussion that would eventually uh, lead to that book on theonomy, which uh, you might or might not have. There was a stage when everyone had it, and now no one has it, and no one's selling it, and I got I think the last copy in the universe on that. So sorry if you were looking for a copy because I got it. But anyway, you've got this podcast and maybe we'll talk more about that, some of that theonomy stuff. I'll read that book and and uh, we might dive into there if there's some uh, relevant articles pertaining to Klein or just uh, interesting stuff anyway. Um, <clears throat> definitely Two Kingdom Tuesday fodder, that's for sure. Um, but Klein on multi-perspectivalism is important because basically Frame is one of the guys, along with Vernon Poitras, that eventually landed not quite on the theonomy angle, uh, but they ummed and ahed in the process and um, uh, definitely not to Klein's satisfaction. Uh, he wanted something a lot more concise and um, he wrote this article to the faculty and uh, this was at Westminster Seminary and just challenged them to think through what Frame obviously had presented prior to that. Uh, which I think we more or less have in, you know, encapsulated in his basic uh, Escondido position and um, and his, um, you know, he, he hasn't got a shortage of books to check out there to find out uh, what he thinks about biblical theology and that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, uh, to the degree that you want to find that out, go and have a look. Uh, Frames books, as we've said in the, in the past, are, uh, you know, certainly helpful on apologetics and basic elements of systematics and, you know, really just a... I've, I've found I resonate with everything he has to say on so many different issues. Um, it's really just this issue of um, covenant theology and then it's, it's um, I suppose, correspondent 
connecting point in the two kingdom slash one kingdom debate. Uh, but other than that, you know, you want to you want to always be clear to make sure these guys are all friends, not foes. And so um, I don't want to give the impression that uh, he's the baddie and uh, Klein's the goodie or anything like that. Uh, but with that in place, uh, he Klein, I think, does raise some very important and very succinct, uh, acute, maybe is the right word, uh, ideas in critique of frame, which I think still stand. So what we've said is just uh, that, and I might just go ahead and read the um, first, yeah, the first issue. Yeah, one second, let me just get there. Um, <clears throat> we've just mentioned the discussion guide the frame provided. Okay, it's frame's starting point, Klein says, that must be challenged. That is his biblical theological conclusion that the several promulgations of divine stipulations are to be identified as each a republication of its predecessors. I am, of course, concerned to contest the soundness of the biblical theological position in itself, but I also want to call attention to how this starting assumption decisively affects the limits and controls all that follows. Right. So in the whole theonomy versus... Um, non-theonomy debate, um, where Klein, at least where Frame weighed in, he weighed in that it was basically, he's saying that it was basically a matter of degree. Um, you know, Klein is emphasizing, you know, um, discontinuity with Israel to a certain degree. Um, Bonson and the theonomists are emphasizing a continuity to a greater degree. And that's really where do you fall on the spectrum is the question, but everyone's more or less correct in their application. And so Frame comes along with his perspectivalism, and that's what basically moves him in that direction. And I'll leave uh, that for a little bit later. But um, <clears throat> to begin with, Klein wants to uh, really just go for the grounding there and say, no, well, this isn't a matter of figuring out where you are on the spectrum. It's something that's either right or wrong. And the reason why I feel that way and why you don't feel that way is because of the uh, differing covenant theology we have, which I think is, uh, you know, a very helpful obs well, observation. And I think for Klein, probably a, a very obvious thing. But um, I don't think everyone else quite got it as clearly. So uh, this is why he obviously felt the need, as Chris put it um, a week or two ago, to to actually write this thing. Because if you put all the time to do this, <clears throat> he must have felt uh, that they were kind of missing the actual issue here at the bottom. So he's going for the, the baseline of the of the debate. And um, he says, Ref, uh, sorry, Frame's republishing approach should not be adopted in the first place because it entails a seriously defective view of the several divine covenants. So there's a problem with your covenant theology frame, he says. It misconstrues the relationship of the successive economies in the administration of God's rule over the world by obscuring, if not obliterating, the real differences, especially as to the nature and functions of the institutions defined in the covenant. So uh, I imagine that that would be mostly to do with the institution of the state and really cult and culture at the end of the day. Um, the institution of, and the sacraments of the of the redeemed community, um, and uh, what is really more properly uncommon grace outside of theocracy. Uh, but uh, he says, uh, just the way I lost my place, especially as to the nature and functions of the institutions as defining the covenants that obtain between the covenant of creation and the covenant of common grace, between the latter and the redemptive covenants, and between the Mosaic covenant and previous 
and following redemptive covenants. And so basically what he's saying there is, um, you know, you've got to make sure that you understand a difference between certainly the covenant of creation and the covenant of common grace. And if you know uh, Klein's Kingdom Prologue, that's quite a big feature in that while elements of the dominion mandate and, and that sort of thing get get refracted, so to speak, through the lens of common grace and this covenant grace arrangement, uh, common grace arrangement at least, um, the, uh, the, the common grace covenant itself with Noah is not simply a repeat or a re-promulgation um, of the covenant of creation with its dominion mandate, which of course is something that the theonomists were uh, having trouble with. And then he also says, you've got to make sure to distinguish between the common grace covenant and the, the redemptive covenants. Um, because they weren't doing that either. Uh, they were just seeing that the thing happened, the thing that was happening with Noah as just another um, kind of wave of the same kind of covenant that is uh, being republished. And again, we commented on that word a few weeks ago because uh, for whatever reason, Klein is speaking of frames republication view. And he means something completely different to what we typically think of there uh, when we think actually of Klein's uh, uh, covenant theology. So that's a little bit of a mind twister for you. But uh, he just means that, you know, there's this, ever since the beginning, there's just been this one expression of the covenant that has had various forms and uh, it has been republished. And so um, he's saying, uh, no, no, you have to see the difference there. Difference firstly between creation and then the rest of them and then common grace and creation covenant, and then even common grace and the rest of the covenants all need to be differentiated, and uh, otherwise you end up with a total mess of the institutions. Though I'm only stating this dogmatically here, I've sought to make the exegetical slash biblical theological case in support of my position carefully and at length in my publications. Kingdom Prologue is uh, what you need to read if you want more of that, in other words. Um, okay. Now, second point, and I, I can't remember how far we got with Chris last time, but let's just keep moving. The second point I want to make concerning frames starting assumption, and uh, this is the republishing notion, is that it sets the bounds and determines the direction and conclusions of his whole analysis. <clears throat> Within this republication framework, all the content of all the separate divine law disclosures would seem to get reduced to the general equity component in biblical law. The general norms of morality that are constant and permanent. And I, I kind of remember us talking about this last time, but basically, um, you know, you've, we all feel that there is some equitable principle in the Mosaic law, uh, even if it doesn't come across in terms of a covenantal structure. Um, you know, let's like all of us would at some way or another agree that the, you know, the um, civil, uh, every, everyone that's not a theonomist at least would agree that, that um, the civil laws don't come over. And yet, all of us would see the equitable principle in many of those laws. And, and to apply those equitable principles, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, it's coming back to me now. I think I did mention the, the example of Paul saying, hey, don't muzzle the ox. You know, there is a very detailed uh, law there that's obviously only applicable at some level to Israel. And yet there's an equitable principle. Pay your ministers. Pay them. Pay them the money, Paul says. So basically... Uh, you know, that's all good. We have no problem with equitable principle, excepting that you can't just turn everything into an equ equitable principle and just have it a, a kind of just 
blandly, generically being republished in, in whatever situation uh, unfolds. Uh, as he says, however, these principles are said to undergo particular situational modifications, he uses perspectivalism coming in, in the process of repeated publication. So in other words, every time they come in, there's, there's a different situation, and that's what, that's what um, accounts for their change. So you think about Abraham, for example, and he, uh, you know, um, Genesis um, 12 gets the promise, Genesis 15 makes the covenant, um, and there, there's nothing concerning any civil sphere or anything like that. But that's not because it's a different type of covenant um, to the Mosaic covenant, according to Frame. Rather, it's it's just simply a different situation. And so different parts of that covenant were revealed, so to speak. And then you get to the Mosaic uh, covenant, and now they're in the land, and they've got a lot more opportunity to be able to do stuff. And so they get uh, a covenant with a lot more detail concerning both uh, cultic and, and cultural elements. And, and that's what he means by republication. And, um, and so you've got this equitable principle that's just being kind of applied according to a situational setting. Um, and so he says, um, apparently then Frame does not really intend to equate all the particular, oh, did I miss a line? Sorry. Uh, however, these principles are said to undergo particular situational modifications in the process of repeated publication. Apparently then Frame does not really intend to equate all the particular stipulations with principles pure and simple. Nevertheless, the fact that he does identify them in an overall way as principles means, at least, that whatever variations of particular application appear in the course of the alleged republish, uh, republishings, these modified formulations are nothing more than expressions, one and all, of the common set of constant principles, which, according to the foundational assumption, get republished over and over again in each successive promulgation of divine norms. So hopefully uh, what I've commented there up front is enough to uh, make that clear. That's exactly what we, we've just been saying. And I think we've actually covered that with Chris already. So consider that a recap of some sort. And um, I think I'm going to drop it right there because that sets us up to move forward with Chris next week. Um, and my neighbor has started to mow his lawn, which is always just a joy on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, and the kids are starting to run around the garden. So it's just not great podcasting environment right now. Uh, so there we go. We got something out. That's good. Uh, stay with us. Hopefully we'll pick it up next Monday on To Age Sojourner. Thanks for joining me. Mm-hmm.